0: Welcome to the Podglomerate. For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or was just too hard to ask your partner, welcome to The Sex Wrap. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to The Sex Wrap. You're here with Spring and... Hi, everybody. This is Andrew. Yeah. So we're still working on that. I know it's been over two years, but like there's something about we just need this like really great, smooth way of like being like, we're both here. Hey. Yeah. <laughs>
1: we're sex perverts on the internet here to talk to you about. Se- no, no, we are not sex perverts. We are. PhDs like see there's no way to make it all smooth and nice like we either sound like gross sex perverts or we sound like
0: yeah I feel like when we try to be smooth we sound like the sex perverts that we aren't but I was just trying to say smooth oh forget it Andrew tell us what's going on today
1: all right. So last <laughs> week uh, we were talking about pride, gay being natural or unnatural, um, and we said there was going to be a contest. So our contest is as such. All you have to do is post a picture of yourself at any pride event this could be a pride parade a pride party if you live in a part of the world where there aren't pride events it could be pride in your living room with your friends um all you have to do is post that and tag us and then we will be selecting four winners randomly um for one of the following prizes so one will be a condom in lube gift goodie bag so you'll get a bag in the mail with all kinds of little Prophylactics. Mm-hmm. Um, another prize is a $25 Amazon gift card that will send you either electronically or in the mail. Prize number three is that you're going to get a handwritten affirmation from Spring. Spring is a very affirming person. She says lovely things and you will be incredibly lucky to get something special from her. And number four, you'll get a pride letter from me. I don't know what that is yet, but I wrote <laughs> it down. So pride you'll get something butter. pride related. Um, but we really are excited to to, for our social media presence, if you if you don't follow us on social media, there's a huge following on Instagram. There's lots of stuff going on. We post frequently, and we want you to be a part of it. So, happy Pride Month, everybody! Um, let's let's celebrate. And all you have to do is post a picture of yourself at any kind of Pride event anywhere, and tag us in it. And we'll be selecting those at the end of the month.
0: And. You can also look at all our Pride photos that we'll be posting, and we will repost some of the ones, too, in our story. And um, you can let us know specifically if there are ones that you want reposted or ones that you don't want reposted, because we are really excited to share all sorts of Pride on all the social medias.
1: I made a special graphic, and I made it in the wrong month. So now I get to post it. It's pretty exciting. For
0: Wait. Pride. What do you mean you made it in the wrong month?
1: Well, OK. <laughs> so. Pride starts in April here in South Florida, so I made it in April thinking April was Pride month because it is for me, but then the rest of the world, you're all a little bit late to the party with this whole June. (laughs) June Uh, All right. So what are we talking about today? What's our topic?
0: Oh, I am so excited. Today we're talking about sexual history.
1: Oh, like. In the beginning, there was a penis and a vagina Um, and then there were babies. there were also
0: butts. Um, No, we are not (laughs) not that kind of history. We're talking about a personal sexual history. So what somebody has done over the course of their debut into the sexual world.
1: Ah, so we kind of talked about... Like, what is your number? So, sexual his. So, what is your number as part of the sexual history conversation? Um, and the explicit question today is when, how, and why to ask your partner about their sexual history. So, it's really three questions in one. We just need like a who to ask about your partner's sexual history to make it all of the questions, but it's your partner. So, we know that one. That one's done. Okay. Question one's done. Who do you ask? Um, yeah. So, it's, it, it's, So why should you ask about your partner's sexual history? I think we should probably start there.
0: Why? I mean, so there's a lot of reasons, actually, to ask about your partner's sexual history. I mean, I think the main one that we're really talking about is you want to ask about a partner's sexual history to understand what risk they might have put themselves in so that you know what potential risk you might be putting yourself in when you do sexual things with your partner. And it's not to judge of any of the behaviors that they have engaged in or to freak out about it, but it's just to understand so that you fully know where um, you are comfortable doing and not doing things with them.
1: I also think it's important sometimes to start talking about like things that someone likes or things that someone has tried or kinks that they're into or traumas that exist in their past as well. Um, Because if you know some of that information, it can make your sexual experiences with that person a lot better, a lot safer, a lot more comfortable, a lot more spicy, depending on what you're looking for and talking to someone about their sexual history, why you talk about it is so you kind of get some insight in how they tick.
0: Right. And so I think that we want to be really clear that sure, how many people someone has had sex with is a part of their sexual history, but that's not actually what we're asking here. We're not asking what is the number of people you've had sex with. we're saying, can you share with me some of your sexual history? And you can actually just start that broad. And if somebody says, what do you mean? You can make it a little more uh, detailed following up with that. But I think that starting really broad like that is also a nice kind of conversation starter to give someone a little space to say, um, you know, like what, what do they want to share and what are they most comfortable sharing? And, and as we start to get into this, we can, we can get some more detailed questions out there, but I think starting really broad just gives everyone a little more kind of ease into that conversation
1: and i think a lot of people feel really awkward on both sides of this conversation too like like this question is like how do i ask or why or when do i ask these questions cuz you don't know how, you don't know what it's going to look like and then being asked these questions can be really intimidating too, like on the other side, like, oh no, what is this person really trying to get at with the question that they're asking? Are they, are they slut shaming me? Are they going to think I'm a whore? Are they think, are they, or are they going to think I'm a prude? Or are they going to think that my sexual orientation is different? Or, you know, like there's all of those kind of insecurities that crop up whenever we start talking about these questions as well. Um, and I, I mean, I think sometimes when we talk about sexual histories, I think it's important to ask like, who is this person really that you're asking, Right. Is this a relationship? Is this a potential relationship? Is this a hookup? Is this a one-night stand? I mean, so, who is this person?
0: And, and that matters because some of the things that you're talking about in your sexual history are more relevant for, you know, if you're going to be in a long-term relationship. You might want to know more details about their relationship sex. And that's very different than hookup sex. And like what people start to explore with a partner um, is very different, you know, based on how long they're with that partner and the comfort level and um, all sorts of things that, you know, exist over the course of a relationship. So if you're thinking or even considering, you know, about being in a relationship with someone, then you're questions are probably going to follow a little bit of a different path also. So
1: what kind of questions would you ask of someone that you're thinking about a relationship with?
0: Um, In the first sexual history conversation, um, so personally, I like to be in relationships with people that are very open-minded. That's like my my favorite thing about people. So that i that's like what I'm attracted to is open-mindedness. And so that extends to most aspects of the world, but including sexuality. So if I'm talking to someone about um, their sexual history, then I'm going to start asking questions, you know, about things that they've explored because I kind of want to understand how open-minded they are about some things, and that is really important to me. So I'll start asking them, you know, um, what are some of the more adventurous things that they've done that they've really enjoyed, or are there things that they've been really wanting to try um, to kind of start to feel out how open-minded they are around that topic.
1: So just searching for some insight into their level of exploration and Mm open-mindedness. That's nice. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So we need to take a short break, but we will be right back with, I have a lot more questions. So we'll be right back with many more questions. Welcome back, everybody. The answer to today's question is communication. That's all. Goodbye. No, it's kidding.
0: Always. Yeah, last week plastic it wasn't. Except last week. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> um. All right. So we've been talking about the, someone. How do you ask someone about their sexual history, or why do you ask about it? Um. We're going to start talking more about when and how. Um. So when should you ask? someone about their sexual history. Um, There are a lot of horror stories uh, of people I know um, where they started asking the sexual, sexual history questions after they were naked, when they were already in bed, when things were already pretty rapidly progressing towards some kind of sexual intimacy. And then all of a sudden answers come out where people are a little shocked and it kind of interrupts the flow and, so, when do you ask about it?
0: Yeah, it's before you get in the bed or before you get near the place where you're going to have sex if it's not a bed. <laughs> um, it's way before. And the that. Sexual
1: history might reveal that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. I mean, I, to be honest, I've been in that scenario, not where I started a sexual history conversation in bed, but when I talked about wanting to use protection for a certain behavior in bed and someone was like, why would you want to? And then I started talking about reasons why. And we got into, you know, a lot of uh, sexually transmitted infection territory, which wasn't sexy and, you know, is not, it's not, that's, It's great to talk about that and talking about it when you're getting ready to engage in sexual activity is not the time to do it. So,
1: so let's talk about blowjobs and
0: hookies.
1: (laughs) Like I, I will talk to you all day about either of them, but if you're about to engage in one of them, talking about the other is usually not the sexiest conversation to have. Yeah. So not in bed right before sex for the first time.
0: So I think a good time to bring up a topic like that is when there's some downtime, when there, when you're not rushing, you know, when you have a little space to have a nice conversation. So that could be, um, like toward the end of a meal, if you're having a meal with someone that, you know, like as it's winding down, not when you're starved, but like. After you've already had some conversation, when you're, like, feeling a little fuller and you just, like, have a little space, like, that could be a really nice time to kind of start a conversation like that. Um, Another time could be, like, when you're sitting on the couch, like, kind of like, oh, what should we do? And you're just kind of bored and trying to brainstorm, like, something to do. Like, oh, here's a great idea. Pull out this conversation we need to have.
1: (laughs) I wish I would have had this conversation with Spring when I was 15, 16, 17 years old. Because of the kind of person I am, I would have created a checklist with all of the questions I needed answered and little check marks. Um, But I mean, I think that's probably not a bad exercise for people to do anyway, to really be thoughtful about the kind of questions that you want to know, the kind of questions you want to ask somebody what you want to know, and then why you're asking them, right? Um, And Spring and I have both mentioned a couple of times during this conversation, the question of like, what's your number? Um, And that's sort of a proxy for a sexual history, but it doesn't really get into what's important, Um, right? Because there could be someone who's had sex with two hundred people, but they've had perfect use of condoms, and they've been very safe, and they've been very selective, and everyone has been tested, and uh, at the end of it, they have a clean slate of health. They have not contracted any. It's not
0: a word that we would want to use because that implies that people that have some type of sexually transmitted infection are dirty, which is not true.
1: But I said a clean slate of health. But they've not contracted any diseases that they didn't want to catch and that they're not going to give them to anybody else because they've engaged in a lot of safe behaviors. On the other hand, there could be somebody who's only had sex with one or two people who didn't use any kind of condoms or protections, or perhaps they were drinking or under the influence, or all of those other kind of things could have happened. And while the person with 100, if we just go by the kind of judgy stereotypes that we attribute to people who have multiple partners, that we would call them a slut or a whore and assume that they have all kinds of sexually transmitted infections, and the person who's only had a few sexual partners who does... You, you understand what I'm saying, everybody? That like you, the number question doesn't actually answer effectively what you want it to.
0: Right. right. So what we do really want to know is what types of behaviors people have engaged in. So we want to know specific sexual behaviors because different sexual behaviors have different levels of risk, and whether they used protection for those different behaviors. And then the other stuff is, I think, you know, there's a lot of stuff you might want to ask. And I would, I would encourage you to ask. It's not, um, it's not like, you're judging them. You, if you have curiosity and you want to know things like that's totally fine. And as long as you're doing that in a safe, respectful space with somebody, then ask all the questions you want. I mean, you, you can always, and if somebody doesn't want to answer a question, they can tell you, you know, I don't, feel comfortable answering that question. Um, but I don't think that you should feel embarrassed or shy about kind of wanting to know more about something that somebody has engaged in or done or tried. And I think um, this is what we're actually encouraging is, you know, healthy, safe communication about sexuality with uh, potential partners and, and even with other people.
1: I, I, right. So taking that question of like, what is your number and changing it to when was the last time you got tested? Right, because that's typically what people are looking for. Um, uh, I think there's a couple other really important parts of the sexual history that are actually part of your potential future too. If you're in a heterosexual relationship and there's going to be a penis anywhere close to a vulva, I think it's important for people to talk about some other questions like what happens if there's an unintended pregnancy? Like, how do we both feel about that?
0: Or maybe even what forms of birth control are we using here?
1: (laughs) Oh, right. Okay, right. So that's that's probably like...
0: That's a great place to start. (laughs) Um, And just make sure that you're on the
1: same page whenever you're talking about, like, are we using male condoms? Are we using insertive condoms? Is there an IUD? Is there an implant? What are we protecting ourselves against? Like, all of those kind of questions. If you're um, a gay person, you can start having questions about, like, well, are you on PrEP? Like, there's a lot of different ways that you can kind of formulate these questions that get to better answers um there's a lot of fetishism about virginity or people who are inexperienced so a lot of times people like oh well you know i want someone with a low number so i can be their first or their second kind of thing on the other hand if you are a reasonable human being you probably want someone who's better at sex and someone who's had more sexual partners is probably better but instead of asking just that number question you can ask like spring said earlier about like adventurousness? Or what are you really interested in? And what do you like? Or what don't you like? Asking those kind of questions.
0: But the other thing is, I mean, sure, you want to have a partner that maybe is skilled in some way. But I think that what you really want is a caring partner. And that doesn't happen with any number of partners. It doesn't, it could be zero partners. It could be a million partners. I mean, so what we're really looking for is somebody who cares about your happiness and cares about your pleasure and is interested in understanding what you like and what you don't like. And that doesn't come with skill, actually. That comes with, you know, being um, a good listener and engaging in communicating with you. And, um, and that, that other thing that, Andrew just said about the um, about the numbers. I mean, that's also a very bad kind of uh, proxy to understand even how much sex somebody has had because um, somebody could have had sex with 10 different people but only one time each, or someone could have had sex with only one person, but hundreds of times and have a lot more experience actually. Um, so this, this idea of this number thing just doesn't give us a lot of information at all. It doesn't give us any of the information that we really want to know about, about how they are in bed or about how, uh, risky it might be to engage in sexual activity with them. Right.
1: Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you're interested in hearing more about the number, we have a whole episode about it. Um, And this is, I think, a really important follow-up for us to be saying, like, think about what you want from your relationships and think about what you want in sex with your partners and have a good, honest conversation about it before you start engaging in sexual behaviors with that person, right? You want it before, um, If you have a really bad sexual experience with someone and then you have to have the awkward conversation afterwards, it's a lot harder than it is harder Mm -hmm. uh, than to actually have that conversation ahead of time. And you can start practicing too. Like start thinking to yourself and start talking to your friends about it too, right? Like you don't have to have your first uh, sexual history conversation with a person that you're planning to date or have sex with, right? You can start practicing those questions with your friends because I'm pretty sure your friends have similar sort of goals, right? They care about your safety, they care about your pleasure, and they can kind of help you get to a point where you come up with a good list of questions and you can help them too.
0: Yeah, so... So we've talked about um, some of the risk and safety things. And I mean, I think that those are really important to really, you know, know that you can protect yourself. But then these other questions, like all the fun ones that we get to like talking about, like, you know, what do you really like and what are some of your fantasies and what? What fantasies like have you already explored that you like really enjoyed or what fantasies did you explore that you didn't really enjoy and wouldn't want to do again? Like all of these questions give you so much information about your partner and about what you might want to try and what you might want to try with them or what you might want to definitely not try with them. (laughs) And like all of that is so useful and having these conversations. And I guess the other thing to really say about this is it doesn't have to all happen at once, right? Like this doesn't have to be one five hour long conversation, but starting that conversation. And I would say some of those safety things are some of those first things that you need to get in there. Um, we want to do that early and then allow that space for that to grow and to have, um, further conversations and more discussion about these topics.
1: Absolutely. Um and, and, I mean if you're using something like a dating app, you can even embed some of this kind of information right there at the beginning so it's part of that initial conversation that you're having with another person. I know some of them have like the last time I was tested as an option that's just part of the application so you can go see someone, chat with them and that information is readily available.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: M- yeah. Embed. Emb- oh, oh <laughs> so many setbacks. <laughs> Better than dad jokes, right? Everyone, right? Um, uh, no, uh, for me, maybe. Okay, let's see. Do we have any other important questions that we need to ask today? I don't know. I feel like we've gone through a whole bunch of questions. Um, practice, everybody. So I have a whole bunch of tips written, but I think the real tip here is if you want to be better at asking questions about someone's sex and sexual history, just need to start practicing. Ask your friends. Ask yourself. And. It should be kind of funny, right? Like the human body, if if you take a step back and look at sex, it is this most awkward, weird, funny sounds, funny smells, funny fluids flying all over the place. Like it's really kind of funny. Like you might say it's beautiful and abstract, like birth is beautiful in the abstract, but they're both kind of a big mess. But if you can laugh about it and you can put a little humor in, it makes that conversation a lot easier. Um, So That's kind of my tip, I guess.
0: And my tip is actually about the responses that you might hear. So um, I think that when you're practicing with your friends, you should actually do some practicing where you have your friends make up some answers and make up some answers that like might kind of alarm you in some way and then practice responding to those in a loving way. So if somebody um, tells you that they have an infection, then how are you gonna respond to that? Or if someone tells you that they've had a lot more partners than you thought they have, how are you gonna respond to that? Or if someone tells you that um, they're interested in a gender that you didn't expect them to be interested in, which might not include your gender, and you're having this conversation with them. Like, how are you going to respond to that? Like, and actually thinking ahead about that then makes it a lot easier when that happens. When you've kind of prepped yourself for not only the different responses that someone might offer, but how you will respond to them.
1: That's really good advice, Spring. Might call you Doctor Cooper. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, so I think that that's about it for today. Thank you for listening to us. And don't forget about our Pride contest. That's posting a picture of yourself at any kind of Pride event and then tagging the sex rap on any of our social, on Instagram. Tagging the sex rap on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we have those prizes. We'll t- we'll talk about it again next week as well. Um, if you have any other questions or have any follow up, just let us know. You can reach us in via email. We're thesexrap at gmail.com. Uh, you can call us at 413 i wrap it. And then we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at The Wrap. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a good one. Bye bye. Happy Pride.
0: For everything that you were too afraid to ask at home, too embarrassed to ask at school, or just too. Af- blah, 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 blah.
1: Music for this episode provided by the ever elusive and mysterious Breakmaster Master Cylinder. The Pod A Sonic Universe.